LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders, and I'm your host, Nate Edmondson. Today, we're going to talk about the antiquated leader. Pops, what do you mean by that? The word antiquated is not super familiar to me. Well, it may be an antiquated word, but it actually means outdated or um, or antique uh, and old-fashioned. It's So it is a word... And I think it works because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about an out-of-date sort of leader. Um, You you know, and this is probably going to be talking to guys my age, maybe a little older, uh, maybe a little younger because they were trained by a guy my age or a little older. But it's it's out-of-date leadership. And, um, you know, I'm trying to be kind here because we always say uh, when I when I post these, I always say, I hope this is helpful and makes you a better leader. That's what we're trying to do here. Um, But these are just some stale leadership practices that many senior leaders um, have uh, that if you can recognize them about yourself, can make you a better leader. And the, the bigger thing is they simply won't work today into th- with today's org- organizations and churches. They certainly won't work with your generation and younger generations. They just won't. People will People used to save for a paycheck. They won't do that anymore. And so antiquated leadership practices will uh, you, you won't attract or retain your best people. That's what we're talking about. And how many of these do we got? Uh, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. So this will be five. Yes. So here are five antiquated leadership practices. Antiquated leaders, out of date leaders keep people in a box. They don't welcome input. They don't take suggestions. Uh, You know, there used to be a day where policies and rules could control people. Uh, That's just not true anymore. Um, The best leaders, the, the ones who have the best potential, simply won't stay in a box anymore. They're going to they're either going to find their way out of the box. And so they're going to be very frustrated in the system and frustrate the system or they're they're going to find new opportunities. They're just not going to stay in the box. So this would be like um, the leader who says something like, you know, look, you just it's not your place to ask those questions. You're asking questions that are bigger than your role. Is that kind of what you're talking about? That's exactly right. Stay in your lane. You know, that's none of your concern. You're not, dis- that, you're not paid to ask that question, that type thing. Got it. Um, antiquated leaders, number two, antiquated leaders control information. They have all the information and this could be antiquated systems as well or antiquated senior leadership teams or antiquated deacons or antiquated elders. It could be uh, it, it could be one or it could be several people who have all the information and they never share it. Uh, and so people are, uh, you know, curious what's going on. I, I started doing something just recently in my current context and I'm going to tell you. 
It has been unbelievable. And this is a large organization with lots of silos going on, and and nobody intentionally did that. It just kind of happened. But I started sending a Friday email out that just has some highlights of what we're doing. I had two people come up to me Sunday after my Friday email with tears in their eyes telling me, thank you for sending that out. I mean, it was that big a deal. They didn't know what was going on. And uh, and so, again, I'm not calling that antiquated leaders as much as an antiquated system. It's an out-of-date system. In today's world, you got to put the information out there. Everything's fair game. Let people know as soon as you know. Uh, people d- deserve to know that. Now, are there times where you should control information? Well, of course. One, if it's confidential, and there, two, if you don't have an answer yet and are not ready to release it, you don't give some. Three, if you're telling somebody else's story, you know. Uh, so there are, yeah, there are lots of exceptions to that. But if you if you're talking about, uh, let me give you an example. Um, uh, give you an, ex- you know, you have to when you're in current context, you have to think through your examples. But let's say uh, you're talking about a program for your children's ministry, and you're talking about it at the senior level of what you want to accomplish, and you, the children's ministry has never been brought into the discussion. Bring them to the table. And then you say, well, but she's always negative or she'll, okay, deal with the negativity, but you don't create a program, hand it to them and say, here's your deal. That's antiquated leadership. Got it. Number Number three. Antiquated leaders enforce waiting periods on younger or new leaders. So they say, um, not yet. Just, just wait to your turn. Uh, you know, um, uh, it's kind of the putting them in the box again. But um, young leaders today want an opportunity to explore, take risk, make an impact on the world, and they want to do it now. And so don't make them wait. It, uh, one of my favorite things to do is is to say to a young leader, why don't you go give it a try? Make it an experiment. You, you know this story of uh, Ben Reed, who was on our team, came in with an idea one time. He actually put it in his book and came in with an idea. I didn't feel great about it. I kind of told him about that, but I said, just go give it a try. And he came back, tail tucked behind his, you know, uh, how, whatever that expression is, saying, okay, I messed up. And, and he says that one of the greatest principles of his leadership is that I just said, well, what do we learn from it? And, and that, that, that helped him. It shaped him uh, as a leader. Don't extend too long of a waiting period on young leaders. Now, there are probably some exceptions that you could find to that as well, like oh, the sure. guy wants to preach and... Oh, yeah. You've never preached before, but we have a church of 4,000 and you want to get up on the Sunday. Yeah, probably not ready for that. But, but they can create an opportunity where they can, you know, where they can try that out and, and, and experiment. I, one of the things we did with that, when we've had younger leaders in a larger church that wanted to preach is we found sister churches that would allow them to come preach. And I gave them permission to go preach in those sister churches. Uh, Number four, antiquated leaders assume a paycheck is enough to motivate people. They assume, well, we're paying them. Well, what's the problem? You're still getting paid, aren't you? I've had so many leaders around me who said, well, that's what we pay them to do. Well, that's (laughs) not enough to keep people motivated anymore. It's just not. I mean, it, if it's just about the money, I mean, I'll go find something else. And uh, and I actually love that about current new leaders, that they're not staying just for paychecks. Um, 
my generation typically would do that. And then the fifth one, antiquated leaders make the work environment strictly business. It's all business here. Well, if you want to, if you want to have your little conversation, you take that on your lunchtime. That's not for here. And, and I can't tell you how many times I've I've had that. Uh, the leader walks through the hall breaking up conversations because they're not talking about church business. I've known some elders who were like that, some deacons who were like that. They didn't expect that you had a real life outside of your ministry life. Now, obviously, that can be a problem as well. And you address the individual problems, but you want to create an uh, atmosphere that's fun. Uh, one of the things we just did recently is we uh, created a, a team and they've self-identified themselves as the fun team. And they're coming up with fun activities for us to do on a regular basis. We're going to have a, uh, we're doing March, as we record this, a March Madness bracket. We're going to do an Easter egg hunt in our building. I don't know what that's going to look like, but we're, we're going to have some fun with it. So now, you know, Easter is not actually about eggs right oh really am i well i yeah. got to have that conversation with somebody recently well, so. well we're gonna put scripture verses in all of them nice <laughs> along with the candy thanks for sharing those five things pups yeah hey, if you're enjoying this podcast uh, you can help us out by downloading sharing subscribing and letting people know about the podcast also let us know if there are any topics that you'd like us to discuss in future episodes we'd love to hear from you Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com.